mentors, and friends. Who are the role models in our life? Heroes, mentors, and friends. Finding meaning in our nine to five life. Now, Heroes, Mentors, and Friends with John Dowd Jr. Last year, they were in last place with an attack on the Boston Marathon. It was the first American city ever to be put in lockdown. After 95 years, they won baseball's crowning achievement on home turf, the World Series. Overcoming adversity is today's message on Heroes Medicine Friends. It's John Dow Jr. Welcome to Heroes Medicine Friends. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Heroes Medicine Friends or at my website, johndowjr.com. Heroes Medicine Friends is my book where we talk about finding meaning in our 9 to 5 life. And that's what we do each week on this show. So thanks for joining us again today. What a night it was. It was the Red Sox. They claimed the World Series from the St. Louis Cardinals. The words Boston Strong showed its true meaning, didn't it? Not only did the Red Sox win a world championship after waiting 95 years to do it in their home field, Fenway Park, the people of Boston won something else. They won their city back. In Boston, 2013 will not be remembered for winning a World Series only. It will be remembered for so much more than a baseball championship. The nation and the world was stunned on that perfect, sunny, frothing afternoon. And it was changed forever. When a bomb went off at the finish line of the world-famous Boston Marathon, followed by another bomb, soon we discovered that it was yet another attack on American soil. People were killed, some permanently injured or maimed. And a week later, the city of Watertown, Massachusetts, went into lockdown, resulting in the capturing of the perpetrators of this horrific attack. I lived right next door to Watertown in Cambridge. I went into the shops and coffee shops and diners in that area that was locked down. That was my neighborhood for almost three years, back in uh, 2010 and 2011. It was the first city lockdown in the history of the United States of America. And if you remember, it was all shown live in real time on nationwide TV. It was surreal. It was like a movie. But no, it was real. Using the Red Sox B logo... After that day, the words Boston Strong emerged. It became a symbol of strength during an almost impossible time. Over the following months, many from all over the nation sent money, prayers, and love to the living victims and the families of the deceased. I don't think anyone has the scars from that day that have healed. For some, they may never heal. Well, Saturday morning, starting at 10 a.m., originating at Fenway Park in Boston, Boston will celebrate again with their Red Sox during the now famous duck boat parade with the players riding in those fun Boston duck boats. You've seen them. Along the parade route, hundreds of thousands, it may reach into a million, will line up 
along that parade route, not only to salute the World Series champs, but to say thanks for the win. And thanks for reminding all of us that during the very worst of times, we can reemerge, like you, Boston Red Sox, as winners. We are Boston strong, aren't we? It's John Dow Jr., and this is Heroes Medicine Friends. You can find me on Facebook at heroesmedicinefriends.com or my website, johndowjr.com. So, what does the Red Sox win Wednesday night and that following victory duck boat parade tomorrow mean to millions this Saturday and to our nation? It's a symbol of reemerging stronger in the face of adversity. You know, I found some examples of this and I want to share these fascinating facts with you about a group of people that I call famous failures. And you'll see at the end that they're not failures at all. This man wasn't able to speak until he was four years old. And his teacher said he wouldn't amount to much. They were talking about Albert Einstein. After being cut from his high school basketball team, he went home, locked his bedroom door, and cried. That was Michael Jordan. Can you imagine that? Michael Jordan went on to be one of the greatest basketball players of our time. He was cut from his high school basketball team and was dejected and went home and cried about it. But what happened? He reemerged to become one of the greatest athletes of our time. This man was fired from a newspaper for lacking imagination and having no original ideas. That man that was fired was Walt Disney, who created the phrase Imagineer. And as you know, went on to create the amazing Disney brand with the theme parks, the network, you know, ABC, or I should say the Disney company, bought ABC a few years back. And now the ABC television network is owned by the Disney brand. Walt Disney had that idea in the 60s and 70s. Remember? I believe it was on NBC. He created the wonderful world of Disney. He was smart enough then to say, I wanted to create a marketing reach for my theme park, so I'm going to buy time on television and bring my brand to TV so people across America can see what we do down here in, uh, first, of course, in Anaheim and then in Florida. How brilliant was he? He saw how important the power of television was for his brand back in the 60s when he purchased Walt Disney World in Florida. He discovered that the Anaheim properties did not have enough actual acreage around the theme park in Anaheim, the first Walt Disney land. And when he built the Anaheim park, businesses sprouted up around it, kind of taking away from the magic of the park. So when he bought the Orlando park, 
he bought extra acres and made sure that there was a buffer between the regular town of Orlando and the theme park. So if you've been down to Disney World, you take that monorail, you'd have to take a little trip in and you feel the magic come alive because you escape the real world of downtown Orlando and go into the theme park. He put so much thought into Walt Disney World and everything that he did. And imagine, yet he was fired for, quote, not having any ideas. Just unbelievable. This band was rejected by Decca Recording Studios, saying, we don't like their sound, and they have no future in show business. That band was the Beatles. <laughs> the Beatles were rejected by a recording studio. At 30 years old, this man was left devastated and depressed after being removed from the company he started. I can almost promise that either you or someone you know has been affected by this man's work. It was Steve Jobs. May he rest in peace. She was demoted from her job as a news anchor. Her bosses told her that she wasn't a fit for television. That was told to Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> in fact, to go on, Oprah actually says in one of her interviews that her bosses told her that her eyes were too far apart for television. That her eyes... <laughs> and they ended up demoting her from her job, but found that she had a connection to the community. So they gave her a local television talk show. And we all know what happened after that. At 50 years old, this man was let go from his job and was told he didn't have the it factor. Today, he has his own national radio show in 50 states, wrote a book, and is a Facebook case study on how to market small business with over 26,000 friends on Facebook. That's me. So what does Oprah, Michael Jordan, Walt Disney, the Beatles, Steve Jobs, and even Albert Einstein have in common? Through strength, perseverance, and belief in themselves, made it through adversity, re-emerging stronger, just like the Boston Red Sox and the great people in the city of Boston. You know, when I left my job uh, just a few years ago at the age of 50, it was a very interesting time in my life. I had programmed and managed the programming of nine radio stations across America. And I came to the conclusion, did I want to program and manage a 10th station? Or was this adverse time in my life a signal or a sign to uncover the higher version of who I am? Are you facing that today? Are you facing adversity? And can you look inside of yourself and see that that's a message from your higher self, a message to bring out the strength in you to discover the next chapter of your life. Who'd have thought that the Red Sox 
could emerge as World Series champs last year. When they lost last year, they were in last place. And today, they won the World Series. And we're going to see that celebration tomorrow on TV with that duck boat parade. When I left my job, a voice came inside of me saying, what are you going to do? Are you going to go get another job? Are you going to send out resumes? Are you going to crack open that 401k for money? You're not one of these people that can write a book. You're not one of these people that can live their dreams. You're a regular person, John. That voice I call in my book, the outside me. That's the voice I'm not crazy about. That's the voice of fear. That voice is a voice we all have in us. That's the voice of our external life. The voice that says, well, we have to have a regular job and we're not extraordinary. And we experience lack in our life. Why isn't it happening for me? That's the voice I call the outside me. Then I heard another voice. That voice was, you know, you've programmed nine radio stations. Three of them in major cities, Boston, Chicago, Hartford. You've done that part of your life. Isn't it time that you can find that inner spark, John, and write that book you wanted to write, to share some tools with your friends and radio colleagues that are going through tough times like you did. That voice I call the inside me. And what I discovered over time, that that voice was the voice of our soul, our higher self, our connection to our bigger power, God, nature, the universe, whatever you want to label it, it is a voice that has been here from before we were born, is with us every day, and will be here after we leave earth. It is our eternal self. It is that energy of our soul and that energy of who we are. That voice came through and it helped me slow down for a minute. That voice made me feel good. And I trusted it. I said, well, even if that voice is wrong, <laughs> the outside me said, maybe that voice is wrong. But even if that voice is wrong, that inside me voice, I can take two or three weeks off. I don't have to jump back into a next job. It takes nine months to make a life. I could take a month off. I'm not rich. I can't retire, but I had enough money in the bank and I had a little bit of severance. So when I slowed down and I took a visit to Walden Pond in Concord and I began to practice more spirituality, I taught myself meditation techniques and I began to look inside and to discover true meaning in my life, something happened. Things people and, and, and opportunities began to emerge in my life because I began to listen to the voice of the higher, higher self. I began to listen to that inside me. I got a call from the people at Sirius XM offering me a job to be the host on a national radio show called 70s on 7. I could do that job from my home, which gave me the time to formulate this concept of writing a book. 
Do you see what I'm saying? I gave in to trusting my higher self. And the trust paid off with this job from Sirius XM. And then another thing happened. A friend of mine was writing a book and gave me some tips on how to write my own book. I discovered a network called Hay House Radio. They gave me some tips on how to write a book because they run a publishing company, Hay House Publishing. So all the opportunities, the people, the books, the ideas, the concepts started to fall in place automatically when I trusted my higher self. And when I made the decision to write the book, that process of synchronicity and cooperation began to magnify. I gave a friend of mine the book to read. The book came out last September. He took it on a plane, put the book down, looked out the window, and the view out his window was the artwork on the cover of Heroes, Mentors, and Friends. He sent me the picture. It was an uncanny replica. The book came out, and then he saw the picture. I took that picture and turned it into a Facebook ad. And when you log on to Facebook, the ad pops up in the right-hand corner. It's small, but you've seen them. And the ad says, if you believe in miracles, like this picture. And when you click on it and like it, it points back to the Heroes, Medicine Friends Facebook page. In one month, I had 5,000 people like it. Today, I have 26,000 people. Is that a coincidence? Or is it emerging from adversity? When you can believe in yourself and know that everything that happens to you, even while on the surface, it may seem a problem. It is a blessing. Henry David Thoreau said, if we're quiet enough and ready enough, we will find compensation in every disappointment. So what is the good in the adversity that you're experiencing right now? What is the hidden message? What is the hidden opportunity? Rather than asking why it's happening, which is very natural, by the way. Rather than ask why this is happening to me, God, or why is this happening to me, universe? Wait for the answer to emerge. It will come. If you're going through a tough time, through an adverse time, think of the Boston Red Sox. Think of the people in Boston that that sunny day when they went to visit the Boston Marathon, how their lives were changed forever. And how when they walk out in the city of Boston today, they may not feel as safe as they used to. But know this, they're stronger. We all are. Because that's what we do as Americans and as humans. We reemerge stronger through the tough times. And that is the lesson of adversity. You reemerge stronger, 
better, more mindful. And the most important thing of that, you can share it with others that are going through adversity now. So what is your lesson today in the face of adversity? What are you going to do? Are you going to complain about it? Or is there someone you can reach out to that can help you? Is there a book you can read up to fix this problem? Or maybe just accept it. Accept that that's the way it is today. And know that tomorrow or the next day, something will happen where you'll be helped to reemerge stronger through acceptance and through time and patience. Just like the people of Boston and just like our World Series champs, the Boston Red Sox. And just like Oprah, Michael Jordan, Walt Disney, the Beatles, Steve Jobs, and even Albert Einstein. Now, Albert Einstein... Not going to amount to much. Someone actually said that about him. But we forgive him because we know that we can be greater and we have it inside of us. Our higher self, that bigger radiance. My name is John Dow Jr. And this is Heroes, Matters, and Friends. We're here each week. You can find me at my website at johndowjr.com. And please check out my Facebook page. I post these positive stories each day. And we engage. It's a lot of fun. And I'd love you to join my email club, the Heroes, Mentors, and Friends community. When you go to my Facebook page, just find the Join Me button right at the top there. Click on it. It'll ask you for a simple email. It's free. All we ask is for your email. We don't give it to anybody. We don't sell it to anybody. You'll get a great email each week with all these great positive messages and a link to this show when it's done that you too can share to maybe somebody that's uh, going through a tough time. Well, we're going to wrap it up today. Have a great weekend. It's November, everybody. We look forward to a, so some great holidays coming up as well. It's John Dow Jr. on Heroes, Medicine Friends. <laughs> Unlock the code on who we really are. Hi, it's John Dow Jr. with this Heroes, Medicine, Friends moment. What happens when your positive affirmations just stop working? We'll try to answer that right after this. Heroes, Medicine, Friends brought to you by the Twisted Fork Bistro and Restaurant. 509 Stafford Street, Cherry Valley, Massachusetts. Chosen one of the Phantom Gourmets, Hidden Jewels. What happens when your positive affirmations just don't seem to work? Well, positive affirmations made from a place of fear or impatience may not result in manifestation. If our intention to create a goal in our life is fear-based, we may be putting out a vibration of lack and unworthiness. If we want a new car because we are jealous of the neighbor's new car, that puts forth a vibration of, where's mine? That vibration sets an intention of lack rather than setting an intention of of abundance. If we set our goals from a place of gratitude and appreciation, that sets a powerful intention. Let's use this metaphor. If we plant flowers in good soil and water it with clean water, what happens? They flower perfectly. I'm John Dow Jr., helping you find meaning in your 9 to 5 life.